Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here, eat these Oreos. Right. Eat these cheesecake. Just eat all the good chicken and fish. And so I eat it. I do as I'm told. Right. <laughs> it's, it's only because they're telling you to yes. do it. It's not, you don't want to do it. No. They're just telling you to I do it. I don't like Oreos. I don't like fish and chicken and beef. None of that stuff. And... Strawberry cake and, yeah, all Man. that good stuff. Well, hopefully uh, at some point you'll get back to normal. You snap I, right back into shape. You tend to yeah, do that. I hope so. You tend to do that. Uh, yesterday was a was a rough day for, for a couple of reasons. You know, you had the mm-hmm. the the Roy Holiday news. We'll spend more time on that coming up in, in 40 minutes. We're going to open up the show with college football. But I did want to mention at the top, so it didn't seem like we were ignoring it at all. But, I mean, that was just... I mean, is you know totally out of nowhere and, and totally um, saddening for for everybody because he's one of those guys that nobody had a bad word to say about Roy Howard. One great pitcher he, yeah. when he was on the hill, you knew your team was losing. Yeah. I, as, as a Yankees fan, you knew it was going to be a long day or or a long night whenever he took the ball. And, and so, yeah, I, I immediately thought of you because your father is an avid uh, pilot, and uh, and and so. I knew you would have a, a ton to say about this, like everyone, but because yeah. you know, flying is a part of your family. Yeah, and about forty minutes from now, we'll uh, we'll get more into it. But uh, but R.I.P. to one of the greats on and off the field, Roy Halladay. And last night, they had the college football playoff rankings, and and there's no smooth transition into it. But that's where we're going to start the show this morning. And you don't have a change. One, two, three, and four. You do have changes throughout, but as we predicted yesterday, that these rankings aren't about the top four right now. It's about looking into the crystal ball and how the committee is going to handle certain things if they are to happen. And sometimes this is an exercise in futility. It's a bunch of wasted hot air because... All it takes is one loss that you had no idea was coming, and then everything is turned upside down, and you have to sort through the rubble at that point. But one thing that is emerging to me that I think is going to be the most fascinating part of this is the fact that the committee, if you look at where they are and you look at what Kirby Hocutt said last night, the committee looks at Wisconsin as a team that is not on par with these other teams right now and maybe not ever. And I do think that there is a chance that Wisconsin goes undefeated, they win the Big Ten championship, and if things shake out it, where Alabama and Georgia play undefeated into that championship game, play an epic championship game, if Clemson wins out, if Notre Dame wins out, I think you might have this top four, even with Wisconsin being an undefeated 
champion of a Power Five conference. I, I could see that happening because they're going to look at your, your your total body of work, and up up to this point, uh, they have just uh, turned a blind eye to what Wisconsin has accomplished, and I understand why. Yeah, you look at uh, who they have played, and it's not their fault. That's just how the schedule is set up. And going down, uh, going down the road in the future, they're going to have to make sure they put some more big boys at the top of that schedule on the non-conference schedule, which they have done in the past. We've seen them open up a season versus LSU a season ago. We've seen them open up a season with uh, Alabama on there, which they did a few years back when they played them in Dallas. So they're not afraid to play those guys. They just didn't have them on the schedule this year. And uh, to compound the problem, no Penn State, no Mich- uh, no Ohio State, from the East on their schedule this year. They do get Michigan, and Michigan sitting there with two losses. Now, if they get to the Big Ten Championship and they beat a two-loss team out of out of the East, uh, yeah, the, the committee's going to have some problems on their hand. They're probably Wisconsin, while you focus on what you can control, those of us are, are, are those fans who don't have to worry about putting the pads on and going out there and playing a tough Iowa team this weekend are thinking, Michigan State, please went out, uh, you know, because they're looking good. They've already knocked off uh, Penn State, and if they can knock off Ohio State, that's a huge feather in Michigan State's cap. And then if Wisconsin can beat them in a in a Big Ten championship game, maybe they 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 get in. But I think they would have a ton. Holy hell to pay if you leave out an undefeated Wisconsin out of the Big Ten. I'm telling Isn't you. Isn't this what the committee's for, though? Yeah, but the I, committee I, is for situations exactly they like this. Will be where, crushed. you know, uh, undefeated, be damned. I don't care who you are. We're looking at the best teams, and I know that they don't stand by the I don't care who you no, are thing. But this is what it's supposed to be. Right. We're trying to find the four best teams in the country to play each other for a national championship. And if we believe that Alabama, who went undefeated, Georgia only lost to the undefeated Al- – and I'm projecting ahead. Yeah. Uh, Alabama, who only is undefeated, Georgia only lost to the undefeated Alabama – uh, Notre Dame only lost to Georgia. Georgia, who only lost to the undefeated Alabama. And Clemson, who's defending national champion, who has played seven ranked teams and has beat these guys and lost one horrible loss to Syracuse. I mean, we're going to well, put those four teams well, in. And Clemson's going to get in because they've been in the last two, and, and they played Alabama close two years ago, won last year after, in, in a close game. So, yeah, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. But uh, you, you look at the, the playoff rankings, and it's interesting to me that, you know, Clemson, what they've done thus far, does it look as good now? Uh, you look, Louisville is falling apart. Uh, Virginia Tech, the way they looked last week uh, versus Miami being dominated. Now, Clemson, if they meet up with Miami, and I think Miami, uh, you know, Miami having a tough one this week, if they win, oh, it's going to be an epic battle between uh, Miami and, and, and Clemson in the championship game. So uh, that can help Clemson. But you look at their body of work to this point, and this is the problem I have with rankings and the, the prior system, the BCS system, and now this system. I can beat a team early in the season. And we hold them in high regard, and yet they fall apart. Now I have to carry all that with me, all that baggage. Now it's great if they continue to win, and I want, yeah, I want to be linked to them. I want to be harm and arm because I defeated them. But if they have this precipitous fall, I don't have anything to do with that. But that's the, the conundrum yeah. that teams have. Florida State, that's Alabama, the perfect example yeah. right there is Florida State and Alabama. So here you have the committee and Kirby Hocutt saying last night on television that the difference between Alabama and Georgia and why Georgia is one and Alabama is two is because of that win at Notre Dame. So 
they have basically dismissed that victory that Alabama had at Florida State. Florida State was ranked third at that point. Florida State had a healthy, unbelievably talented quarterback at most of that game. I mean, this was a team that was poised and a defense, oh, by the way, in that game that was remarkable as well. So how do you evaluate that? You're going to tell me that 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 Florida State team that everybody believed was one of the top three teams in the country in that particular game, that is not a win that carries any weight whatsoever in the committee's eyes? Yes, that's what they're saying. That's exactly what they're saying. And, And I actually had Oklahoma in my top four and Notre Dame right there at number five. Notre Dame... Yeah, they were up 41-16 with about two minutes left in the third quarter versus Wake Forest, and then they put all these other guys in and basically took their foot off the gas pedal, and and Wake Forest had three long-scoring drives, made it tighter and closer than it actually was. But Oklahoma going on the road, knocking off a a, a top-ranked team or a top 10 or just outside the top 10, I think they were at 11, Oklahoma State, and, and, yeah, not a lot of defense. Well, they were playing defense. They just weren't successful. Uh, but a lot of scoring in that ball game. But for OU to go on the road and beat another ranked team like they did Ohio State in their backyard, I felt like that would catapult them into the top four. The committee didn't see it that way. Everyone's focused on how they play defense. And to all my SEC folks out there who keep saying they don't play de- defense in the big – 12, well, that's a bunch of bull dookie. You know, Iowa State's only in six conference games. They've given up 24 points in the second half. Six conference TCU. games. TCU. TCU. How, how many points have they allowed the last two weeks? 14. And and you look at Oklahoma, how many SEC teams stopped them? Last year they put 35 on Auburn in the, in the uh, Sugar Bowl. A couple years ago they put 45 on Oklahoma, in the, I mean on uh, Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. So stop with all that noise. you got about three teams that really play solid defense. In your conference. Other than that, you have nothing. Yeah, I think that keeping an eye on that is going to be fascinating. If that ends up being a tiebreaker, well, they don't play defense. I mean, uh, is that supposed to be? Well, can mean, you outscore them? I mean, honestly, it's like, what, uh, is it the point to win the games? What 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 scores have we had in the last two championship games? Right. They've been in the 30s or 40s. Exactly. And think about it, too. If if you're going to tell me that you're going to rank a team ahead of Oklahoma because that defense is better than Oklahoma's, then how are you looking at the offenses? Because there's not an offense right now that's going to be better than Oklahoma's offense. So they win that tiebreaker every time. Yeah. So you're telling me that they're going to lose the tiebreaker every time on defense. Well, you're putting more stock in that than you are the offense? I mean, this is going to be as complicated a task that this committee, I think, has had. If you go through all of the potentials, now maybe it becomes clear, and we're sitting here, we'll go back, and we will yeah. we'll listen to this open and laugh at ourselves talking about how complicated this was because something could happen and becomes clear. It will happen this weekend. Right. It, it, will, it, probably, will, it will happen yeah. this weekend. You got a number of, uh, of ranked opponents. Of course, Notre Dame is at Miami. So there you go with uh, number three versus number seven. TCU is at Oklahoma. So six is at five. You will have some clarity this weekend. There will be more upsets. You have number one, Georgia, at number 10, Auburn. And and so we're going to have a lot more clarity about this thing moving ahead. What could get complicated, you look at the uh, the Pac-12 now. SC is back in the driver's seat as far as the, the Pac-12 South. And they'll probably eventually meet Washington. Washington goes to Stanford. Stanford's a one-trick pony, can only run the ball. And last week, Bryce Love was held in check, 63 yards versus Washington State. So we'll see how that plays out. But Washington's playing well uh, right now after the misstep at, at Arizona State. So it, there's a lot of football left. 
and, and, and this thing will eventually play itself out. Yeah, and I do think, though, that a couple of things you're not going to see. I don't think you're ever going to see a two-loss team in the college Well, that's what Bill Hancock said to us. You were moonlighting elsewhere, and and we had him on, and he said that. Now, he said that about the Big 12. It'd be interesting, going back to your Big 10 conversation, Mm. okay, uh, you're not holding the Big 12 in high regard, uh, even though they're having a championship game, which I think is idiotic. You only have 10 teams. Uh, And and so what if you have a two-loss Ohio State that wins the Big 10? You're telling me you're going to keep Ohio State out of this playoff? Really? That's that's going to be difficult to do and difficult to rationalize. Yeah, but I mean, I'll, this is how I'll rationalize it. That loss that Ohio State had against Iowa is mm-hmm. going to probably be the worst loss that you see out of any one of these teams. Now you want to tell me, you know, Syracuse beating Clemson, but... They'll factor in that you had a, a, a banged-up quarterback. Right. They will do that. And Iowa State knocking off Oklahoma in Oklahoma State's uh, uh, in Oklahoma's backyard. They'll point to that. But Iowa State is not man, the Iowa State of yesteryear. Beat down, though, man. You're going to yeah. put a team who got beat down like that in the playoff when you've got all these other, well, we would assume, other options that would have better resumes? Well, Ohio State faithful have to hope that Iowa will continue to win. Yeah. That's what. That's the only hope or they beat have. beat Wisconsin. That, yeah, that'd be a definitely big one. Beat, yeah. Definitely beat Wisconsin and continue to win all their ball games. So that helps uh, Ohio State, even though that was a domination. Yeah. And, well, do you think Wisconsin's got enough opportunities here, though? Because they've got Iowa, who now people are looking at mm-hmm. differently after that Ohio State win. And they have Michigan. They've got Michigan, and they've got the opportunity in the championship game, you would imagine. Yes. So, is I that, think they do. Is that enough? That's enough? I, I, I think that would be enough. That's uh, enough of a resume I, boost to that. Yeah. If they can knock off Iowa, just beat. Uh, the, the, the Ohio State, who had one loss at that point, and if they can beat Michigan, if Michigan's still sitting there with uh, two losses, that helps. And then if Michigan go on to beat Ohio State in their final game, uh, that would help Wisconsin. And then, you, of course, you get a huge assist if you win the uh, the conference championship game, and, and that would probably – it's going to be either Michigan State or it's going to be Ohio State. I'm going to buy some Wisconsin apparel today. <laughs> I've been wanting to do this for a while. A big w. Yeah, I don't look good in red, so maybe I can get <laughs> something that's like hey, I'm wearing Wisconsin stuff, white, today. and just like the logo in red. Like maybe I'll do that. But I think it's going to be difficult. This, this is going to be old man football on old man football this weekend. They're in Madison. That's going to be a crazy it's your type of game, right? Uh, it's going to be fun because what Iowa did to Ohio State, they just hit them in the mouth. They yeah. punched them in the mouth. And, yeah, it was tied 17-17, and, and then they just they, they mashed on the gas pedal and just left them in the dust. It helps when you have four interceptions. But uh, they were so much more physical, had an excellent offensive game plan. How about this stat? They had nine receptions to their tight ends. They, those nine receptions either went for a first down or a touchdown. Yeah, I mean Noah Fan and and I think it's AJ Hawkinson. Uh, they, they were just tremendous in this ball game and and running for two forty three and passing for two forty. So much balance in in that ball game. So yeah, and, and I would give Iowa an edge because uh, you look at Alex Hornibrook there, Wisconsin. Six straight games he's thrown at least one pick. And he has nine on the season. And I just don't think he can win the ball game for you if you are able to stop Jonathan uh, Taylor. And this guy has been outstanding, the freshman. Do I text Paul Christ asking for swag? Is that too much of a overstepping of our no. relationship? No. 
dog, I need some swag. I want I want to sing the praises and get out and promote Wisconsin. You got to get in the dance, man, at the end of the season. Yeah, so I should sell the fact, like, listen, uh, you know, I'm on a national radio show. Mm-hmm. I work with a guy who is a college football analyst in Brian Jones, who's on national television talking about college football. My influence <laughs> could end up being the difference. Yes. If you think about the swaying of the committee, we yep. know Bill Hancock. We are friends with him. Yep. So send me a T-shirt to wear, and it might just end up being the thing that gets you in the college football playoff. There you go. I'm uh, often on TV, radio, WFAN. Come on. I got to help get you over the finish line. Because who wants to pay for anything these days, you know? Why not? And when you got money, you don't have to pay for stuff. You get it for free. (laughs) When you're broke, can't get a damn thing. Isn't that amazing? That's how America works. I know. No money? No. Don't come around here. You got money? What you need? I actually, someone gave me some free cookies today. I left down in the newsroom that people Man, probably are mentioning that. No, I got to take them home to my wife. What type of cookie? What brand? It's a, it's a, it's a healthy brand though. Okay, I'm taking it home to a wife. I understand that, but I was still told, would like to know. For told give this future to your wife. references. I'll go get healthy it. If someone brand. didn't eat it already. I could see that Ike Feldman in there, like little rat hands eating it. Mean, he could eat whatever. He doesn't gain a pound. Yeah, but I'm getting just... an inch, little skinny bastard. <laughs> no. Hey, we got a guy on TV like that, Mike Latito. I mean, just paper. friggin' Latito. Latito, thin as his paper. Every time. Eats everything. All right. 855 212 4CBS. What do you think of the rankings? What do you think will happen? 855 212 4227. Lines are open. We'll take some of your college football calls next. Talk to Andrew Bogish and a laptop. Between two guys that we've had on this show is causing major, major consternation. We're coming right back. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. Not every day with Pete. Okay, six days a week. It's not every day. I'm going to defend Pete here. It's not every day. Yeah, we can't speak for Saturday and Sunday. Okay, four <laughs> no, days a week. No, no, not even that. Not even that. I think that Pete is, he's up and down, and today is a day that he's down. I mean, that's fair to say, right? Yeah, I'm, I also think I'm slowly getting adjusted to the day. Wednesday is usually my quick turnaround. Quick. Oh, really? Quick turnaround? Oh, here we go. Oh. Don't, you can't, you can't use the... You, I mean, saying. this, this guy... sounded like an excuse. Right, it kind of does. <laughs> yeah. You know, this guy over here, you want to talk about quick turnaround. Yeah, see me Friday. Yeah, I mean, that's a quick turnaround, you know? So you're slowly... Your excuse is that... So by like an hour from now, I'll you think... Okay. The day would have washed over you enough. Oh yeah, that your mood will have changed. You'll oh see. yeah, you'll see. yeah, you'll see. Okay. All right, yeah, all right, good. All right. You'll Very still good. be frowning. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. It is a relative term. In an hour, he'll be better, but mm. he'll still be PD meats. <laughs> Hashtag PD meats. <laughs> now he'll be fine. I'm, I'm looking forward to 7:25 Eastern time. PD meats turning it around. You're 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 rolling your eyes here. You don't think it's going to happen? Mark. No, I have nothing like a Will Brinton interview to cheer up people. <laughs> up. <laughs> that leads us to seven forty. Letting you know that uh, <laughs> Will Brinton will be joining us at seven twenty-five Eastern time, and Christian Fourier eight forty Eastern mm-hmm. time. Talk some football with those guys. Uh, your calls at eight five five two one two four CBS lines are open to talk some college football playoff. 
on the show. But first, Andrew Bogish is here with an update. What's going on, Bogish? Guys, your update is brought to you by Cremo Shaving Cream. Beards have needs. Cremo Beard Products. Care for your beard no matter the length. Try Cremo Beard Products. Available at Walmart and Target. Last night in Cleveland, 40 points from... Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Every time I go in the folder, there's a new one. I don't remember oh, that, but there's Mikey goodness. B as Michelle B, I guess, doing Giannis. Uh, 32 from Kevin Love. 30 from LeBron, but the most important points of the night came from J.R. Smith. Crowder para LeBron, a la izquierda para el gatillero de tres en camino, ¡Pau! El gatillero J.R. Smith se coloca solo en la posición número 14 de máximos anotadores de larga distancia. Ahora con 1,788 en su carrera, dejando atrás a Rashad Lewis, J.R. Smith. And those will oh, be best oh, the oh, season oh. debut for <laughs> Rafael Alcalde here on Gio and Jones. Uh, with that third quarter three, for those who don't speak Spanish, JR passed Richard Lewis for 14th on the all-time list. He scored a season-high 20 on five threes, pleasing Mr. James. Something that we've, we've relied on over the last two and a half years, you know, so... You know, to you know, have him have a breakout game tonight, especially the way we've been struggling at home, it was right on time. Uh, and apparently Smith was wearing LeBron model sneakers for the first time oh, last night, so cute. LeBron taking credit for the big game as well. Mm. Uh, 124-119, the final count over Milwaukee. OKC losing in Sacramento, 94-86. The Sixers, a 104-97 win in Utah, their first victory there. Since 2005, the Spurs down the Clippers, 120-107. The Raptors beat the Bulls, 119-114. in New Orleans rallied for a 117-112 win in Indy. 69 points and 27 rebounds from Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Leangelo Ball and his two idiot oh, UCLA basketball teammates uh, reportedly free on bail in China this morning. Who knew they had bail there uh, after yesterday's arrest for alleged shoplifting? Locked up abroad. Yeah, Lonzo Ball. I used to love that show. I did too. <laughs> Oh, what a great show. Because it used to really freak me out and yep. give me anxiety. Yep. You know, I'm with what, you. What type of idiots would do that stuff? Like, they'd shove, like, a pound of weed up their butt <laughs> and try to go through customs yeah. in, in Thailand. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the airport at Kuala Lumpur. They're like, what are you doing? And then, like, everything, you know, the, even though I knew they were going to get caught, I was still, like, rooting for them. And right. Like, oh, come on. Get by. And then, you know, they'd be the one guy with the big gun. And you'd be looking over, you know, quizzitively at the, at the what person. What you looking at? Nothing over here. Yeah, and then, and then, and then all of a sudden they're in the, you know, the, the jail, and then mm. everything's happening there, and it's survival, and oh god. Anyway, but, uh, anyway, so Lonzo <laughs> Ball apparently being smart for a change, uh, he has canceled a morning press conference on advice of counsel. Oh, yeah. he, he did say it's tough for the Ball family to be involved LeVar in this. Lavar or Lonzo? Oh, Lavar. Excuse okay. me. Yeah, yeah, Lavar. Oh, whoa. Yeah, his yeah. mom and dad and the other and the youngest one are there. God. Um, but he's going to say something so stupid, mm-hmm. you know, even though I know that this, he just canceled the press conference. He is for go- now. Yeah, right. He is going to say something so he's going to ins- say it in Mandarin. too. Yeah. Insensitive <laughs> and stupid that this is not going to end well. He's going to be like in full garb, like some kind of robe and come out like do a, <laughs> like a show guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dress is like a geisha. <laughs> oh man! Like I mean, I, we have this scheduled for later in the show, but now I kind of want to talk about it now because it's just. I mean i I can't imagine that there's going to be anybody who's going to have pull in this country. Being serious, right? Like have enough pull to get these kids out of this thing, right? 
right? Like, think about it. It's China, right? China, It's this is not like one of these countries where you call them up and you're like, hey! Stefan Marbury's there. It's the, US, it's the U.S., man. You know what? Right. Like where, you know, you got, I mean, our, our president has been ripping China now for a long time. He's over there now. Yeah, I know he's over there now. But, I mean, I just don't, I feel like this is an opportunity for the Chinese to be like, ah, these guys screwed up. We got them. And now we're going to deal with them the way that we want to. Mm. Like, who's going to call, like, is Mark Emmert of the NCAA going to call <laughs> up China and be like, oh, excuse me, we'd like our athletes back, our student athletes who well, represent. You can keep Leangelo. <laughs> keep up the other two. Yeah. We'll call it even. We'll pay for the sunglasses. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Uh, and, and going to a, it's Louis Vuitton, right? Wasn't it a Louis Vuitton store? Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, I think Stefan Marbury has to step in and handle this. You situation. think that Marbury's the guy? Yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about. And Marbury. y'all mean? Come on, y'all mean? Help him out. Come on. Yeah, I guess maybe those guys. I don't know. I mean, but still, I mean, this is a tremendous opportunity. Why? Like, what would they? What reason would the Chinese just be like? All right, just let him go. Like we're they okay. have no reason. Right. Exactly. We're in debt to them. So I mean, uh, I think that this this could be really bad. They have a, they're out on bail, so that's a. a but they got to stay in their step. hotel room until yeah. the legal process is taken care of. And they said, in their own words, it could be days, weeks, or months. Oh. And, I think I read, and I think I read yesterday there's like a 99 percent conviction rate for oh, crimes like this. Damn. Like you just, they're just, they're done. I mean, this is unbelievable. Right. Like this, we should Ow. be spending more time on this. Like right. these guys could be in a Chinese jail. For like years, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. To well, think they of, did the crime. I know, yeah. but it's like insane to think about this. Can you get a legal red shirt? What's their eligibility <laughs> issues if they have to? They're stuck there this entire year. And you know, Lavar's <laughs> like, I knew it would be Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would be you. Well, he's not even that good. They like took That's him to thing. be nice to them. And right. What's his name? Is Steve Alvord's like? This is what happens. Yeah. When you get in bed with the Ball family, I take the misfit one, and he's in jail before his first game. <laughs> In China. Yeah, either that or LeVar saying, listen, if one of them is going to be in a Chinese jail, Leangelo is the one. Yeah. The one. <laughs> I think he can handle it. Yeah, right. right, right. He's yeah. the expendable yeah, like, one. Yeah, right. Like, LaMelo, no. Yeah. Lonzo, no. Yeah, he, he, he's going to be making some starberries. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. All right. We might, we might go back to this later because it's just too good. Uh, but uh, Can I but get the Leangelo oh, sports. <laughs> yeah, right. Made by Leangelo <laughs> in a Chinese jail. No, not Michelangelo. Right in the Beijing <laughs> Bing. <laughs> uh, so uh, Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Oklahoma still has stopped the college football playoff rankings. Unbeaten, Wisconsin moves up to eighth, and with Iowa and Northwestern. Now, on this list, the Badger resume looks a little bit better. Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receiver Mike Evans has lost the appeal of his one-game suspension for Sunday's altercation with St. Marshawn Lattimore, so Evans will not play this weekend against the Jets. And Vikings QB Sam Bradford reportedly had surgery yesterday to address loose bodies and cartilage damage in his left knee. Minnesota could put Bradford on IR today, as early as today, when it brings Teddy Bridgewater off the PUP list. Boys? All right, Bogus, thanks. So let's go to Chris in Alabama. wants to talk some college football playoff rankings. What's up, Chris? Morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good, well, man. What's up? Good. Uh, we're going to have a crazy weekend. Uh, I really think uh, Notre Dame can lose that Miami game uh, very easily. And uh, about the two-loss team getting in, I think Auburn, if they went out, they have a great chance of uh, of getting in. 
Yeah. I, if Auburn wins out, I agree they have a great chance of getting I'm just in. Trying if, there, to think. If, if there's any conference where you can have a two-loss champion, it's the SEC. And so, yes, I would think Auburn gets in because, you look, they would have had to have beaten Georgia. Right. And, and they would have beaten Alabama. Alabama yep. And then they would have had to have beaten Georgia again in the SEC title game. All right. So who would be the one team? The question I would have there, because a two-loss team couldn't be anywhere but four. Right, you would say. Yeah. Right. So, who's that fifth team, and why is that fifth team's resume not as good? Would be my question. It would either be Pac-12, or Pac-12, then you, then Auburn's got it. Pac-12 or uh, or Big Twelve, because everyone, for whatever reason, they, well, I know the reason. They all the narrative is they don't play defense. They discount what is accomplished in the Big Twelve, and and I would uh, say that's asinine. Uh, they have a ton of parity in that conference this year, at least. And uh, so uh, I, I would say the Pac-12 and the Big 12 would be the uh, – they, they would be left out. Yeah, interesting, Chris. We're going to keep an eye on it. Give us a call next week, and we'll, we'll keep <laughs> dissecting well, like all I this. Well, like I said, a, a lot of things will become more clear after this weekend because you have more of these, these top-ranked teams taking on other ranked teams. So it, it's going to be nice and, and, and crazy just the way we like college football heading down the stretch. And we got – Big brand names, and I yeah. mean, it's just, it's per- it really is perfect. I it, mean, it is perfect. You're right. There is, you can't draw it up any better than what's happening right now. Uh, Ron in Birmingham, Alabama on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Ron? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hope y'all are doing well. Yes, yes. same to you, man. What do you got for us? Hey, well, I think uh, the, the committee's almost painted themselves in a corner with uh, the Wisconsin thing. Uh, I know the rest of the country doesn't want to see... Uh, two SEC teams in there, but uh, uh, maybe it'll shake out over the next uh, next uh, couple of weeks. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I don't know if they have a feeling about, like, we don't want two SEC teams in there. I really hope that they don't have that because that would go against the spirit of all of this. I mean, the way that, what they tell us, whether it's true or not, is that they do not look at anything but the resumes of these teams, and they go through it. They go through the schedule, the wins, the losses. They factor in the injuries, how they play, the scores. This is what they factor in. So they they should not be looking at, well, this team's in the SEC and that team's in the SEC, and politics are going to tell us that we can't have two of them in there. So I hope that they're not thinking that. Uh, because if you got two SEC teams that deserve to be in there, then, then hell, they deserve to be in there. Well, they took a one loss Ohio State a year ago. Right over the conference champion, a team that beat Ohio State, a team that went on to win the conference in the Big Ten, which was Penn State, and I know they had some crazy losses, lost to Pitt. They were just annihilated by Michigan, but that was a team that had no linebackers to speak of. Hell, they were calling people like me and you, see if we could shoot up and play linebacker heading into Ann Arbor, and then they got healthy. They knock off Ohio State, and they go on to win the Big Ten championship. And yet they don't even get a sniff from the committee. It was Ohio State, a big box brand, and and they get in and they get annihilated by Clemson, thirty-one to nothing. So uh, they can say all they want, and we talked to Bill Hancock about this last week. They can say all they want that oh that doesn't matter. Yet you're an iconic brand. You have cachet, bull dookie. It does matter. Kevin is in Youngstown, our pal on CBS Sports Radio with the great voice. Kevin, what's happening? Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, my man. Good morning. Uh, mm. hey, uh, two, two things real quick. Are you missing the point on the ball episode? Yeah. Knowing they father, he's going to turn this into a reality show. He's talking to MTV now. 
It's going to be called Locked up in China. Ball. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> behind the cue ball or something like that. Ball, ball behind bars. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. You were talking about the Browns and the trade mixed up with the Bengals? Yeah. That was divine intervention. God, God's been hearing our prayers up here in Cleveland, and he stopped that trade. <laughs> Why would he stop it? Well, they, he would want to help you, right? I mean, you don't think A.J. McCarron is good enough to be the Browns' starting quarterback? We got three A.J. McCarron standing on the sideline now. <laughs> no, he wasn't going to help us do nothing. Well, I, I, I do think he's a decent player, but the second and a third round pick for him was sort of Too crazy. Much. Yeah. You know, but, he got uh, a nice-looking mother. <laughs> nice what? Oh, he's a, he got a nice-looking mom. His mom. Oh, you know A.J. Yeah. McCarron's mom? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you don't know her. That, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know her. Uh, the wife now. Mm. Yeah. As uh, as uh, Brent Musburger, you tell you. Well, he was talking about the 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 wife or the girlfriend at the time. Yeah, but the mom, mom, but the mom was standing. Mom. mom was standing right next to Catherine Webb. At oh, the really? Time. I don't recall. Her. I yeah. was focused on. <laughs> she nice looking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Any other uh, sports moms out there, Kevin? You want to shout yeah. out while you're. Mm, no. Nah, nah. Okay, all right. Just hey, I'll tell you what, one thing y'all can do for me, man. Okay. Have a good holiday. Oh, you too, man. You're not oh, going to call to you? We won't talk to you in, what, three weeks? Is that what you said? It's going to be two weeks. Oh, Thursday. is it two weeks from now? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, depends on what happens. How this ball episode go? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kevin. You have a good holiday, too, if we don't talk to you. It's Kevin in Youngstown. Uh, yeah. yeah, I need to order my fried turkey, man. Yeah, I can't believe it's two weeks, huh? Wow. Jeez. Is that so? How is it? How did, I mean, every year. I, I probably say this too much on the air, but that, that Einstein theory of the older you get, the faster time goes because yeah. everything is shorter to you relative to your lifespan is one of the truer things yeah. of all time. Yeah. Because every single year, years go by faster. It's scary. And in that same vein, a tragic episode yesterday let you know why you need to, you never know what's going to happen. We're coming right back. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So unbelievably sad. We find out yesterday that Roy Halladay, the future Hall of Fame pitcher, died in a plane crash, his own personal amphibious plane that I had never heard of and never seen. Now, uh, not a lot of people had, but me personally, I grew up in a family. My father has flown small planes, like recreational planes. He's not a commercial airline pilot. He's not a private jet pilot or anything along those lines, although he could. Um, but he basically has he's had private little small planes uh, his entire life, currently he owns a, a two-seater, what's called a legend cub, where it's just basically where he goes up in the air and he enjoys his time up in the air right. and looks at the water and looks at everything else. Um, and so when I hear about these things, I'm like, you know, I, I look into it and I, I try to find out what it was. And I was, I was like floored by this aircraft. I had never seen it before. And then I went into, you know, Roy Halladay's Twitter account, as many people did yesterday, and found out that he just got this thing in October – he was thrilled to have it. He was flying it all the time. He was taking up kids from his little league team in there, and he was posting videos of it. He could land it in the water, and you could take off. You could put it on a trailer and then have it take off from the water. 
They did un- unbelievable things. But I think what this boils down to is in many of these things, because, and I haven't talked to my dad about it yet, and I, you know, I probably will soon, but what it comes down to is inexperience. And, you know, people talk about the dangers of flying, and I would never go up in a small plane, and all these things. It's about who is flying that plane and the decisions that they're making. And what it seemed to me was Roy Halladay had a lot of passion and not a lot of experience and got caught in a situation that he wasn't able to handle, and unfortunately it led to his tragic death. And this is one of one of these things that, like, hits me harder than the Jose Fernandez one because he was drunk and making really bad decisions and high too. And Roy Halladay was doing something that he loved. And as far as we knew, he was not doing it intoxicated. And he just was caught in a bad spot with some inexperience. It was a passion of his. He wasn't messing around. He wasn't putting other people at risk messing around. And like, it just is so heartbreaking when you look at his kids, his wife, and the whole situation. Yeah, and similar to your situation, he he grew up around planes. His father, I believe, was a uh, a uh, private uh, pilot, and so he's been uh, enamored with aviation for a long, long time. And once he retired, that became his passion, his go-to to get away and, and, and clear his mind, much like you just described your, your father's passion for flying and, and, and uh, getting away from uh, the uh, – the day-to-day uh, deal, things we have to deal with. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's tragic, and, and everyone in our research department, they were relaying this yesterday over on the TV side, and, and we were all sitting there uh, dumbfounded about uh, what was going on because news was just coming out in bits and pieces, and and, and finally you, you come to the realization after you get the uh, the confirmation that, uh, that uh, it was Roy Halliday that was – uh, piloting the the plane and and so yeah very sad day uh, and and uh, a guy doing something he loved and 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 hopefully we'll get more information about what what transpired but uh, uh, just a tragic situation and my dad just texted me he said that the new the, these planes these icon planes they actually have in them those black box data yeah. recorder All things right. which is not common to small private aircraft so they will know exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what happened. The last I heard that there was no SOS signal or anything, and, yeah. and so hopefully that can shed some more light on it. Yeah, and I know it's an odd thing with an amphibious plane like that too, because I mean, not to speak out of turn with this, but I, I know that you know landing something like that. I mean, in the water, you know, if you're like at the wrong speed and like mm-hmm. you're not level. Like, that would do that's it. That's concrete. When I mean, you hit right. the water at a certain rate of speed, that's like hitting the pavement. Yeah. And it's just and, – and the thing about it, like, the, like watching the Twitter videos, and then there was a video that was out there that was probably the, – I mean, this was the thing that sent me over the edge, and I was like, I, now I'm, I, I can't look at this stuff anymore because I'm now getting too upset about it, which is probably not the right way to go about things. But I just – it was a video of him picking up the airplane. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the icon people who made the airplane did a video of the delivery of, of when he, you know, he got the airplane and he's, you know, he's looking around, he's looking at it and he's smiling and he's there with his wife and Roy Howdy grew up around planes and his wife goes, you know, I didn't grow up around planes like Roy did. It took me a really, really long yeah. time to get on board with mm-hmm. this. And then when I got in the plane, I understood why I loved it so much. And she's like, I don't tell him that. And then to know that she was opposed to this, and then what happened, it's like, 
oh, it makes it even worse. But it also, you know, reminds me too because you may, everybody makes things personal. I'm not making it about me at all. I'm just saying that, you know, personally knowing how you know aviators how much they love to do that, yeah. and 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 it reminded me of like you know getting on the water in the boat and when you like you get it and it's like. It's a, it's just a whole new world that you never experienced in mm-hmm. your life before. And here's that's Roy, just Shangri La, right? That, and here's Roy Halliday turning the page in his life. And and some people can't find something that they love as much as what they were doing. Yeah. And he did. Yep. At life after he found baseball, that peace. He found yeah. it, and yeah. then to to die doing it. It's like I mean, it just doesn't get any worse. It doesn't yeah. get any worse than that. So. Um, in his career, man, like you know, just you know, what's funny about like great players like that is you forget about how good they were, and then unfortunately, you know, highlights of him yesterday were being played because of this. But you see, you watch the, some of these videos, and you watch him pitch, and you're like, oh my goodness, like you, like that was incredible. Doc I mean, Holiday was, uh, I said at the beginning of the program, but you just knew you were going to chalk up a loss. That dude was so tough, so difficult to, to hit against. And I, I heard uh, Mark uh, Teixeira discuss uh, when he first came over to the Yankees and he and I think he said Johnny Damon went back-to-back on Halliday and they get in, and he gets into the uh, the dugout and everyone's acting as if they just won the World Series. Like, Why are you guys so excited? You know how tough it is to hit off that cat? Yeah, I mean, it was just – First postseason uh, game he pitched was a no-hitter, no wasn't hitter. it? No-hitter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, th- he was so strong, and he, he wasn't one of these guys like a Zach Greinke that you hear is like a real curmudgeon. Mm-hmm. Like everybody loved the guy, and everybody yep. had a story about him. And then he he gave a um a, a working dog to the sheriff's department in his county, and they called it the the canine doc. <laughs> like he donated, like he went out and and mm-hmm. and gave them. So the dog was named after him. He used to work with the police department in his town like i mean he had the he was with the little league team he was it was the last picture he posted was him they won the championship i just life is not supposed to happen like that you know it's just not things like that should not happen and they do and it's impossible to deal with from our standpoint to try to reconcile these things and then to think about his family and the people that loved it like i mean you don't get over it you don't so anyway very very sad stuff and his legacy on the baseball field and how many people he made happy that will live on forever. Coming up next, a couple of teams that are big messes in the NFL. We talked about a few yesterday. We left one out that could be the biggest mess in all of the league. Coming right back, Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.